are few things on earth that generate more conversation than wine. For many, the thirst for wine knowledge becomes an obsession. We all know people who are passionate about sharing that knowledge and their opinions about wine. We call some of those folks sommeliers, wine aficionados, wine experts, wine gurus, and the most commonly used title, boring. Welcome to Grape Encounters. We love wine just as much as anyone else, but while we crave those special wines that are silky smooth and go down so easy, we find an awful lot of the conversations about wine pretty hard to swallow. There is one overriding premise here at Grape Encounters. Wine pairs best with life. Accordingly, your host David Wilson, his guests, and the rest of us on the team are here to show you a great time, how to have more fun with your wine, where to enjoy wine the most, how to immerse yourself into a wine lifestyle that isn't simply about wine. So let's dive into this week's edition of Grape Encounters. Oh, you'll learn plenty, but hopefully it will be knowledge that you can really use. Not like that Latin class you took in high school. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. time for your weekly grape encounter and there's a question that i get asked i would say at least three or four times a week by people who either come to our wine bar or people who know that i'm involved in the wine industry and it has to do with wine hangover particularly red wine hangover and allergies to sulfides or grape skins there are i think fewer people who dislike wine than people who say that the wine dislikes them. And they would love to drink red wine especially, but don't because they think that they're suffering from some sort of allergy. Well, there is a very interesting product that came out. I happened upon the press release for it, but as I kind of dug into what these manufacturers are doing, I just found a plethora of information just about this whole idea of allergies to sulfides or grape skins, whatever. And I think today is a great opportunity for everybody to wrap their arms around what's really going on with wine because you may be abstaining and you may not need to do that. Well, that being said, I came across an incredible expert on the topic. She's Dr. Felicia Stoller. She's got more letters after her name than I've ever seen. DCN, MS, RDN, FACSM, FAND, and she's board certified in lifestyle medicine and is a diplomat of the ABLM slash ACLM. Dr. Stoller, what does that mean? <laughs> Which part? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll go through it all. I have a doctorate in clinical nutrition. I have a master of science degree. I have a double master's in nutrition and exercise science. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and exercise physiologist. I'm a fellow of the American College of Sports Medicine, a fellow of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And I have my board certification in lifestyle medicine from the American College of Lifestyle Medicine and the American Board of Lifestyle Medicine. It sounds like you're an education junkie. I think I'm done right now. Although I feel like now I'm it. becoming an expert in fasting and longevity, but that's, you know, that's because I'm getting older. I want to live longer. So, you know, <laughs> recognizing uh, that there may be some finite lifespan here, I, I want to help people live healthier, longer, and more vibrant lives. Well, you've done so much work, and, and if anybody cares to Google you, you're going to find like literally hundreds and hundreds of videotapes and what have you of Dr. Stoller. I couldn't get through even a fraction 
of all of the appearances that you've made all over the, I guess, all over the world, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah Amazing. In other countries, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Thanks. By the way, yeah. you, you have a book I want to mention before we jump into the wine thing, and the book is Living Skinny and Fat Genes, but just so people understand, it's, it is G-E-N-E-S. That is like one of the most clever titles that I've ever heard. That's so Thank fantastic. Thank you. And it, it's so clever that I can't come up with the name of another book. How about oh, no. That? no. <laughs> yeah. How do you top that? It's a problem. <laughs> Now, the other thing is you were the host of a pretty interesting show on childhood obesity, right? Yeah, on you know, TLC, it was on the Learning Channel. It was called Honey, We're Killing the Kids. It was a reality <laughs> show looking at the unhealthy lives of families in the United States and how that would impact I was, children. I was watching some excerpts from the episodes, and it was funny, but it was also scary. I mean, you know, some of it was very humorous, but then you, you go, wait a second, this is not really, this isn't funny at all. I should not be laughing at this. Right. Well, you know... I mean, unfortunately, we know so much about lifestyle diseases, and yet we do very little about it. And we point fingers and we make excuses. But at the end of the day, as I, if you ever get my voicemail, it says the healthy choice is the easy choice. You just have to make it. Wow. You know, and I think that food that tastes, you know, that is good for you tastes good too. So there's some serious profundity going on there. Anyway, <laughs> so there there are three topics we're going to talk about. I want to jump into the first one, which is how I introduced the show, which yeah. is this idea of a wine hangover. A lot of people tell me this. I mean, I've heard it hundreds, if not thousands of times. People tell me that they can't drink, especially red wine. Right. It's always accused of being the the serious culprit because they just feel so terrible the next day. They may call it a hangover, but sometimes they'll just say that they've got some kind of wine allergy. They can't put their thumb on it. What's really going on? So what it, what's most likely going on is that somebody has an intolerance to histamine. And so I, I just want to explain that there's a difference because you use the word allergy. So in a food allergy or other allergy is an autoimmune response, right? That's like your whole immune system gets a little wonky. And, and that is a systemic it's a systemic response. Um, it's, it's a totally different mechanism than an intolerance. An intolerance is something that originates in the digestive tract as a result of not having enough enzymes to break down a particular food or ingredient. So oh, that's interesting. Talk, okay. Yeah, so we talk about a histamine intolerance here. So histamine is naturally found in foods, and I know that this is a big wine show, so we're going to talk about that in one second, but I just want people to know that histamine is found in things like cheeses and fermented foods. I mean, summertime people eat lots of hot dogs with sauerkraut, you know, or kimchi, and that is also loaded with histamines. So, you know, somebody that has a histamine intolerance, they have a hard time breaking down histamine. And so the reason is that there's an enzyme in the body called diamine oxidase, or we say DAO. And, you know, you and I were pre-gaming talking about this, that, you know, I've been a dietitian for almost 20 years. This was not something I learned when I was in graduate school. This is not something that, you know, we were talking about even 10 years ago, whether people knew what it was or not. The good news is now we do know what it is. And so what that means with, with an enzyme deficiencies, you can take the enzyme by mouth before consuming that food and it helps you to digest that food without having the symptoms and that is what is so beautiful here. So lactase enzyme for lactose intolerance. Right, exactly. There's diamine oxidase, right? Umbrellux is the the brand name, U-M-B-R-E-L-L-U-X-D-A-O. So people can go to umbrellaxdao.com and they can not only buy the Umbrellux DAO supplement or enzyme as it may be, the other thing they can do if you're not sure is you can take a test. There's like a quick test. It's nine ninety nine or $10. And you can take that test and you'll know right away whether or not 
you have a diamine oxidase deficiency. All right, so that's pretty cool. They can actually take a test, and I don't know how long that takes, but you can determine whether or not you have a, a histamine problem. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So it's a real easy test that people can uh, do at home. And to me, it's a real simple way to figure out, like, one way or the other definitively if you have, um, you know, A, histamine intolerance, and B, if you lack a production of diamine oxidase. So histamines are not by nature bad, right? We need them, correct? Correct. They are naturally produced in the body. And, you know, at our say they come in through foods and we have them circulating in our bodies. But what we use is diamine oxidase to help break them down. So when we don't, I mean, if you think about it, especially like seasonal allergies, people take an antihistamine drug, right, to like block the added histamine that's coming in. So that is something that people use. It's a little bit different with food. But when you're taking, you know, when you're getting histamines in, let's say, you know, because of things that you breathe in the air. So, you know, taking an N- enzyme would not relieve that for me. That's why when it's high allergy season in my area, I need to take antihistamine so that it calms down that immune response. All right. So I guess this is a, probably going to be a really stupid question, but why couldn't I just take an antihistamine to solve my problem with the histamines in wine? Because what it has to do with is enzyme actions in the stomach related to uh, absorption of nutrients, which is totally different. And antihistamines don't work in that same manner in the body. See, I would have just, you know, being an online doctor, I would have just done that. <laughs> That's mean it. being a Google MD? A little, a little right. Benadryl and a wine chaser. There you go. All right. We're right. T- and, so, and so red wine has more histamines in it. Naturally, it can be 20 to 200 times more histamine than in white wine, especially in your area of California. I think there's a lot of red wine out there. Yeah, and, and we're, we're going to get into that in just a second. We are talking to Dr. Felicia Stoller, and man, she has got this subject nailed down, this whole idea of you know what's really going on when you drink wine, especially red wines. A lot of this is misconception on the part of the consumer, and a lot of people are going without because they think they have to, but uh, there's a, this very interesting solution, and we're going to talk about that more specifically in just a second, and we're going to get into more topics with Dr. Stoller on wine and diet, that next on Grape Encounters. Do you ever wonder what goes on in the Grape Encounters studio while you're listening to the commercial break? Research. Yeah, that's what we do. Research. You can never do too much research. We like to talk about wine. The Oregon Wine Experience's Founders Barrel Auction on Friday, August 23rd is an afternoon of elegance. Sample wine futures from Authentique Wine Cellars, Hewitt Cellars, Laurel Ridge Winery, Left Coast Estate, Russell Prayer Rock Vineyards, Stone Griffin Vineyard, Vulcan Cellars, plus many more. The action takes off as you bid on the opportunity to win a case or the whole barrel of Oregon's finest wines. Go to theoregonwineexperience.com to purchase tickets. The Oregon Wine Experience, it's everything Oregon. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. 
At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, free trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Nestled right in between two world-class wine countries, Paso Robles and San Luis Obispo, the warm and inviting city of Atascadero is the perfect gateway to nearly endless wine country adventures. Cozy and oh-so-friendly, make historic Atascadero home base for adventures to hundreds of surrounding wineries, the nearby Pacific, and magical Hearst Castle, plus an amazing array of attractions from ziplining to delectable dining. Discover all that affordable Atascadero has to offer at visitatascadero.com. Welcome back to Grape Encounters Radio. Since we aren't a TV show, we'd love for you to see and learn more about our incredible wine country town. Check out visitatascadero.com. Once you see how good we've got it, Maybe you'll plan a trip to see us in person. Hey, we're back with Grape Encounters Radio. And boy, I'll tell you what, this is such a great topic that we're getting into today. The whole idea of the adverse effects that wine can have on a lot of people. And I'm not talking about overindulging. I'm just talking about people who can't tolerate wine. It's it's usually red wine that people will complain about. But for the whole skinny on it, I'm so happy to have on Dr. Felicia Stoller. Oh my gosh, you should go online and Google her because you can make a day, a week out of all of the interviews uh, that she's done on just a, a vast variety of topics. But anyway, uh, Dr. Stoller, I am glad to have you here, but I do want to start this segment with the question, why red wine and not red and white wine? Well, red wine happens to have more histamine in it. So histamine naturally occurs in plants. And that's why people tend to have problems with it. But, you know, let me just defend red wine for a second, because red wine is the one that has the resveratrol in it. Yeah, exactly. And it has that sort of anti-clotting property, you know, that it, it relieves some of the stickiness that blood cells can have. So, you know, that's why, you know, red wine's also good for you. And we often hear it's good to have red wine. And when you talk about even grape juice for those who are avoiding alcohol, you know, purple grape juice does have some of the same benefits as red wine does you know, without the alcohol. Uh, of course, there's always that one in a hundred study that comes out and says, stop the presses, uh, wine's bad for you. But- right. Well, you know, I'm doing a lot of work in the longevity space. And if you look at places around the world where people live to be, you know, like centenarians, um, yeah. 100, you know, if you look at some of the blue zones areas, you know, you've got like Greece and it's two countries in Italy. I mean, they're, they're really big in drinking wine there, you know, specifically red wine, right? And 
so there is some benefit to it. You know, there, there's something to be said for that. And so, you know, I'm not saying don't drink it, you know, when it comes to health. I'm just saying, you know, like with everything, all foods in moderation, I do think that there's a value in it. And certainly, um, you know, as long as people don't have a, a drug nutrient interaction with alcohol or they don't have a substance abuse issue, I think it's, you know, within moderation, I think it's okay to have. But remember, it's like when they say one glass of wine a day, they're talking about like a four to six ounce pour, not like <laughs> 12 ounce pours that most people are getting. And listen, just like we have an issue with big plates, people eat more food in big plates. Restaurants are serving glasses of wine in big glasses and people are getting a lot of wine in that glass. Yeah, I, I love to use, uh, it's a it's a really big Riedel glass and, and I love it because it's got so much surface area that the wine can breathe beautifully. You can practically stick your head in the glass. But this is really funny, Felicia. We actually were kind of wondering just how much wine this glass would hold. And so I, I took a bottle, an empty bottle, and filled it up with water. So it was 750 milliliters. And because I'm not going to do, I'm not going to waste a whole bottle on this, right? And I pour it into the glass. And guess what? The glass still had about an inch to the top. Yeah. So, I mean, seriously, if you're using the right red wine glass and you're not paying attention or you're just being ridiculous, you could fill the entire glass with one bottle and you could tell everybody, well, I only have one glass a day. <laughs> Right, right, exactly, exactly. Well, let me ounces. Well, let's let's go back to red versus white for a second, because what I'm curious about is is it the fact that the skins are not separated from the juice for a while with red wine is is that where it's coming from? And if we did the same thing with white wine, in other words, you know, kept the wine on its skins, would we have a similar issue there? That's a great question. I'm actually not sure if it's the if it's all in the skins, but it would make sense because there are other, you know, plant foods that must be in part of the fiber. I, you know, again, I don't know. You might know that better than I do. But, you know, if you, if you do think about it, though, I mean, it is beneficial when you think about like the rich color that you're getting from, you know, that red, burgundy, purple yeah. hue. I mean, those are phytochemicals. Those are plant and, and or phytonutrients. It's the same thing. But those plant pigments have such great health properties to it. You know, so on the one hand, nature gives and sometimes a little too much, right? So you're getting some potentially, you know, anti-cancer properties, anti- clotting properties, you know, stickiness properties, and then maybe you're getting a little bit of that histamine in there too. But, you know, we're, you know regardless, you know, there's 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 a product you can take. I mean, that to me is like, well, look, I wouldn't want to be lactose intolerant. I would be taking, you know, uh, some type of a lactose enzyme, a lactase enzyme rather, to help me with digestion because I don't want to give up foods that I love. And I'm really blessed and lucky that I don't have any food allergies, intolerances, or sensitivities. I, I have a, a ton of food allergies. Everything that I love to eat makes my body swell. That's a joke. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> oh, is that a joke? Okay. Yeah, it, it swells around my thighs, around my waistline. Got it. Got it. All got right. It, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be using that joke again. That's, well, you know, yeah. I guess unfortunately, I know so many people with significant food allergies that like their body does swell a lot. So. 
You know what would be really interesting is there is a, a type of wine that is making a, a resurgence in the Rose? in the no it's it's what we call orange wine. And, oh, I have heard of that. And yeah. orange and orange wine. A lot of, most people aren't familiar with the orange wine concept. No, it's not wine made from oranges, but it's it's white wines that are kept on the skin. And actually, if the juice and the skins remain together for a prolonged period of time, uh, much the same as a red wine, the pigmentation from the white grapes will change the juice's color to kind of an orange. And it would be very interesting for people who have some kind of an allergy or intolerance for wine, red wine, to try the orange wines and see if they have the same prep. Not that you want to, you know, become a human guinea pig, but it, it would be interesting because that would be the uh, white wine equivalent to red wine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. Yeah. We'll have to have your listeners let us know if they have an issue with that. Well, we're, you know what, we're going to do something. Actually, I'll, I'll tell everybody about it in a minute, but we're going to give listeners a chance to try this product and see if it works. And by the way, this is in no way an endorsement of the product. I haven't tried the product. I don't have a, an issue, I don't think, with red wine intolerance. But there are a lot of people out there. So what I want to do is give a, a handful of listeners the opportunity to test the product for me. So we're going to talk about that in just a second, but we got to take Well, a, that's exciting. Yeah, isn't that a great idea? <laughs> that's a great idea. I'm just curious because... You know, if even like 5% of the population claim to have some kind of wine intolerance and we could fix it for them, well, boy, the wine industry would really have a field day with that and they'd be able to sell a lot more wine, which I think is a good thing. All right, uh, we're going to be back with Dr. Felicia Stoller in just a second. We're talking about wine and what's going on in your body. And we're actually also going to talk in just a second about wine and weight, wine and diet, and also what summer foods pair the best with which wines when we return with Grape Encounters Radio. David will be back with more Grape Encounters in a couple of minutes, which means there simply isn't enough time for him to enjoy more than a sip or two of one of his faves. Oh, the sacrifices we make in the broadcasting business. Summertime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. If you're topping off your burger with grilled onions and blue cheese, pair your work of art with a spicy Malbec. Nothing beats a buttery Chardonnay with grilled corn on the cob. I'm ready to find you the perfect bottle of white for your next get-together. Pack up the cooler for this weekend. We've got canned wine and beer ready to throw on ice. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this summer at Total Wine & More. Cheers! I want to take this opportunity to tell you about the wines of Peak Ranch. I recently discovered these truly amazing wines that are raking in top honors from the wine press. What I didn't initially realize is that I had a very strong connection to these perfectly crafted Pinots, Syrahs, Chardonnays, and more. Remarkably, these wines are produced by my very best friend from the first grade, John Wagner. Now, I have to say that John has always one-upped me in almost everything he does, and these extraordinary wines are no exception. Made from grapes grown on one of California's most historic Central Coast properties, there is no other word to describe them than perfect. Peak Ranch is doing everything right. Amazing wines 
that will absolutely astound you. Buy them online at peakranch.com. That's P-E-A-K-E ranch.com. Savor Oregon's finest wines at the Oregon Wine Experience's Grand Tasting on Sunday, August 25th. Work your way through the tasting tables and enjoy an array of delicious culinary bites. Don't miss this special opportunity to sample wines from all corners of Oregon in one unique location. The wine pours start at 2 p.m. Plan your experience today. Go to theoregonwineexperience.com to purchase tickets. The Oregon Wine Experience, it's everything Oregon. Welcome back to Grape Encounters, where we believe there's no way to fake a great wine, and where we never fake our disdain for the really bad ones. If there's one thing that a lot of people worry about, it's wine and their waistline. I have so many people tell me that they drink not very much wine because it goes straight to their stomach or to their hips or whatever. And we're going to jump into that right now. We've been talking to Dr. Felicia Stoller about histamines and how we might be able to enjoy red wine because of a new... Dr. Stoller, would we call it a medicine or what? how would it be classified? No, I mean, I think of it as supplementation. Supplement, right? no, okay, so yeah. So it's a supplement that you can take, but it's basically taking an enzyme by mouth. So whatever you want to call it, I mean, it's not a drug, right? So it's a, a medical food. It's a, you know. Oh, I like that, a medical food. Right. <laughs> okay. Again, I want to be really clear. I'm, I'm not endorsing the product. I'm not getting paid anything to talk about it. But it's the first product of its kind that I've seen come along. And I thought it was so significant because of the number of people who complain about intolerance to red wines especially, that it was good information to pass along, but also to really clarify what's really going on because I think a lot of people think they have, for instance, an allergy to sulfites. Correct. Somebody might mistake it for a sulfite allergy. And it's, it's you know, again, an allergy is very different than an intolerance and in how it, in the mechanism of action is in the body and where it's going on. So again, an intolerance only affects the, you know, it's only impacting the GI tract, whereas an allergy can be affecting other parts of the body as well. You know, what's really funny is people will ask all the time, where can I get wines that don't have sulfites in them? Because they think that they can't drink red wine because there's sulfites in it, but they'll drink white wine and they don't have a problem. And the reality is there's just as much in the way of sulfites in the white wine as there is in red wine. And by the way, if you're eating lunch meat, if if you're eating right. dried fruit, you're probably consuming far more sulfites than you're getting in a bottle of wine. Isn't that correct? Right, right, right. You're exactly correct. So I don't think people realize how many sulfites are in their food. And again, some of them are naturally occurring. And then like you were talking about dried fruits, you know, those are added into for preservation purposes yeah. when they're preserving it. it. It is there. It is found in nature. But, you know, and some people do have allergies to it. But, you know, I never want people, I don't want people mistaking allergies to intolerances. You know, and I, I get that a lot. You know, people talk about things like gluten. I'm like, are, do you have celiac disease or are you gluten sensitive? Or do you really have a gluten allergy? Do you have a, an intolerance? Like, what is it that you have going on? And some people just don't know. And food allergies are real. You know, even in my 20 years of practice, when we were sort of pre-gaming on the phone before, I said to you, this is not something we were talking about. I mean, there's certain food allergies people always are like, well, 
wow, there's like a lot, it seems like there's a lot more food allergies now than there were when we were kids. And maybe it's just that we know better what's out there. Maybe we know how to identify those symptoms that people were having, you know, and relate them specifically to specific foods or types of foods or categories of foods. So this product that is available, it's called Umbrellux DAO supplement, yes, right? and that's for diamine oxidase, correct. This is not some kind of snake oil kind of product. It's just... No, 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 it's just no, a supplement. no, no, no. Yeah. And actually the company now has a lactose intolerance product as well. I just saw on their website when I was peeking before that they have a lactase enzyme as well. So we're going we're gonna to get on to a couple of other topics real quick here, but just to summarize, okay, I know you gave us this information earlier on in the broadcast, but just to summarize, the difference between an allergy and an intolerance is what? In a nutshell. Uh, well, an allergy is an immune response and an intolerance is a digestive tract response as a result of inadequate enzyme production from within your body. So sometimes that's genetic, sometimes that is inhibited by other drugs, and then what can also happen is in the case where we're talking about specific types of foods, is that some foods like red wine have a lot more histamines in them than other foods that people may eat. More histamine than their body can actually break down properly and digest because the body doesn't know. Like we all know people with type 1 diabetes and they, you know, they inject insulin relative to the amount of carbohydrates they take in. The body has no idea how much histamine it's taking in. So if you're taking in, let's say, 10 times the load you normally have in a day and you get really uncomfortable and you're really not feeling good, well, then you really need to consider taking the Umbrellux DAO. Hey, not to get totally off the topic, but when I was checking up on you and uh, learning more about you, I read that in the last election, you ran for Congress? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> what the heck? U.S. Congress. Uh, you didn't win, and I'm sorry to hear that because you sound like the kind of person that I would want to represent me, but you would have been one of only two dietitians to ever serve in Congress. Oh, Right, right. Well, I'm still hopeful maybe there's a future for that. I haven't totally abandoned that. Where, where did that come from? Well, I've been doing healthcare advocacy for over 15 years as a volunteer for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics in the American College of Sports Medicine, and I've been a leader in my state for both ACSM locally and for the New Jersey Dietetic Association, and I've been working really hard on licensure, and I've been sitting on a governor's council for physical fitness and sports for over 15 years through three or four governors I've been appointed. So I've been really doing my time. I'm trying to help get legislation passed and keep things in order for people as, as it relates to health. And let's face it, the number one concern that most people have when it comes to yeah. uh, laws and policy is health care. And who better than a healthcare professional to help fix health care? You know, you're absolutely right. And, you know, despite all of the crazy arguments that are going on in Washington right now, what it really comes down to for most people is their income and their health. Without and, good health, you have nothing, right? Without your health, you have nothing. Yeah, without good health, you don't have an income. <laughs> But that's yeah. true. And we pay a disproportionate amount to health insurance companies. You know, we pay into insurance companies with a belief that they are going to help with our preventative health care and they don't. So just as you pay for car insurance, it's really not for the maintenance of your car. It's in case you have an emergency or homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance is in case you have an emergency. And the way health insurance has come to be perceived by people that it's supposed to 
help you with your health care is wrong and everything about it is wrong. And let's face it, there are many of us, myself included, I spend this ridiculous amount of money I pay into a system that I don't use at all. Yeah, I hear you. All right, let's go back to wine now. The average calorie count in a bottle of wine is somewhere north of 500 calories per bottle. Am I about right? Uh, you would be the expert on that, not me. Okay. All right. All right. Well, okay. I am not a numbers whiz. So I'm just telling you that's everything I've ever read. It's around 500 calories, 550 calories. Yeah. I guess if there's more sugar in the wine, it probably is higher. But here's the question. If I go and just you know get a sandwich someplace, whether it's a burger at a drive-thru or a sandwich at the local deli, it's going to have way more calories calories in it typically than that entire bottle of wine. So shouldn't I just drink wine and forget about food? Oh, no, stop that. You need a little bit of everything. I mean, wine is good for you, but you shouldn't have the whole bottle as a meal replacement. <laughs> well, you know, they say that's what I tell people when, when I say that a wine is a food wine, yeah. it means it's a meal replacement. That's it. Well, you know, if you think about, you know, alcohol is closer in calories to fat than it is to carbohydrates or protein. Okay. So, so you got to be careful about that. And remember, relative to other spirits out there, wine has more calories with less alcohol volume. So you might be taking in more calories but you might also be getting less alcohol. So you're not going to tell me that I'm better off drinking vodka, are you? Well, it depends on what you're looking for, right? Flavor, I would have to go with wine. If you're looking for most alcohol for least amount of calories, I would go with a clear spirit like a vodka, tequila. Well, we just, you know, we don't go down that road because we are so against overindulging and getting a buzz. I mean, it's nice to feel that nice little, "Mm," you know, sort of thing with wine, but when it comes down to losing control of some of your faculties, then, you know, that's kind of where I draw the line. But so if it's 500 calories, let's say, of alcohol versus 500 calories of protein or starch or whatever, is there a big difference in terms of how my body is processing alcohol versus, you know, other types of calories? Well, alcohol is processed a little bit different. Part of it is actually absorbed through the lining of the stomach. So a small amount of it actually starts penetrating right into the bloodstream through the lining of the stomach. Alcohol is the only ingredient that will go in. It's the only sort of like molecule that will go directly into the bloodstream. Not all of it, but but some of it does. So it does bypass some of the normal uptake within the small intestine. But as far as, well, protein is totally different, right? So it has a totally different use in the body. That has a totally different use in the body. And carbohydrates, you know, we use that mostly for fuel, right? So depends what you're eating. And again, I go back to like, if you know, all foods can fit in a well-balanced day. But all things in moderation. Correct. All right. We're going to come back and have one more stretch with you. It's Dr. Felicia Stoller. By the way, you know, check out her book called Living Skinny in Fat Jeans. And I've seen segments online of Honey, We're Killing the Kids, the TV show. So go do your homework on Dr. Stoller because she's an interesting person and ran for Congress too. And she's my guest today on Grape Encounters. We'll be right back. Sometimes drinking wine makes you just want to curl up in a comfy chair and dream about puppy dogs, faraway places, and other happy thoughts. Or you can just enjoy that cuvee in your glass and lose yourself in the conversation on Grape Encounters Radio.
summertime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Nothing beats beers and burgers. And with so many to choose from, we've got the perfect cold one waiting for you. Serving up salads at your cookout this weekend? Add a dry rosé to the table for a perfect pairing. When I'm the barbecue grill master, I've got to have a cold lager in my hand. Hey, grab me another. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this summer at Total Wine & More. Cheers. Nestled right in between two world-class wine countries, Paso Robles and San Luis Obispo, the warm and inviting city of Atascadero is the perfect gateway to nearly endless wine country adventures. Cozy and oh-so-friendly, make historic Atascadero home base for adventures to hundreds of surrounding wineries, the nearby Pacific, and magical Hearst Castle, plus an amazing array of attractions from ziplining to delectable dining. Discover all that affordable Atascadero has to offer at visitatascadero.com. I want to take this opportunity to tell you about the wines of Peak Ranch. I recently discovered these truly amazing wines that are raking in top honors from the wine press. What I didn't initially realize is that I had a very strong connection to these perfectly crafted Pinots, Syrahs, Chardonnays, and more. Remarkably, these wines are produced by my very best friend from the first grade, John Wagner. Now, I have to say that John has always one-upped me in almost everything he does, and these extraordinary wines are no exception. Made from grapes grown on one of California's most historic Central Coast properties, there is no other word to describe them than perfect. Peak Ranch is doing everything right. Amazing wines that will absolutely astound you. Buy them online at peakranch.com. That's P-E-A-K-E ranch.com. People often ask, why hasn't someone tarred and feathered Grape Encounters host David Wilson for breaking so many of the old rules? Simple. No one likes the old rules. All right, we kind of just covered the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to how our body reacts to wine. Uh, you know, a lot of good news there in the sense that there are supplements now that you can take. One in particular, by the way, I'll spell it. It's U-M-B-R-E-L-L-U-X. D-A-O. And you can just Google that and probably find it. And, you know, check it out. And by the way, I'm going to make an offer right now, but I, I first want to welcome back Dr. Felicia Stoller, who is known as America's health and wellness expert. Yes, I am. The only one, as a matter of fact. Somebody has to be it. <laughs> somebody <laughs> has to be, yeah, somebody has to be it, so it might as well be you. So what I want to do is this. I'm going to invite our listeners to just write me. And you can reach me through the Grape and Encounters website. Just go to grapeencounters.com. Find the little button that says contact and just do this. Tell me that you want to try the supplement because I want to test it. I need some guinea pigs here because I wouldn't know if it worked or it didn't because I don't seem to have a problem with wine. But I'd be really curious because if it does, then that's great news for, you know, like maybe millions of people. So anyway, uh, just go and write me a note and just tell me why you want to try it because I'm going to pick like five people and then we'll get the supplement to you. Then, you know, we'll check back with you in a month or something like that. Doesn't that sound fun, doctor? That sounds great. I think that those people that are listening who have an issue or had had an issue in the past 
with not feeling well after drinking red wine will find this a real life changer. It'd be super great if, if that happens. I've seen some other things, uh, strategies for helping people with wine intolerance. But uh, like I said, I, I don't have any way of testing it myself because I'm kind of bulletproof when it comes to drinking wine. Right. All right. Let's uh, wrap it up and talk about pairing summer foods uh, yes. with wines. Okay. This yes. is uh, actually something that you're you're talking about these days. Well, I was talking about what you sort of pair with different types of foods, right? Although you might argue that you could just pair red with everything or white with everything. But, you know, some things that go together are, are things like corn and Chardonnay, vine-ripened tomatoes with a dry rosé, and something like a white port with watermelon. Oh my gosh, that sounds, that, sounds, that sounds delicious. It is so good. And, I, and I'm not saying that you have to mix them together. I'm just saying if you're having a meal. And then Sauvignon Blanc, my favorite white of all time. You mix that with baby greens and goat cheese specifically. I love that with like an arugula, you know, that has that like pepperness to it and the goat cheese. Am I drinking the wine while I'm eating baby cheese? I mean, I I said baby cheese. Baby (laughs) Baby greens. You you, you know, like if you're having it on the side, like a glass of Sauvignon Blanc with, you know, baby greens if you're having a salad, right? Yeah. And by the way, that's not cheese made from babies. Just so you know. Exactly. Not baby cheese. I mean, so maybe we could just go through like the whole meal. Like maybe you're starting off with that Sauvignon Blanc because you're having your greens and your goat cheese first and then maybe you're having maybe a little tomato and mozzarella right, as your next course and then you have the rosé and then maybe you're having corn with I don't know what else later on and you have your Chardonnay and then you finish it off with your port and your watermelon. <laughs> and, and see if you can stand up after that. Exactly. You could go around the world with the rainbow of colors of both food and wines. All right. So as a dietitian, is there pressure on you when you're out with friends or people? Do people watch very intently what you put in your body? That's a lot of pressure, right? I have since learned to just ignore it. <laughs> just ignore it? Do you um, ever just have yeah. an, an urge to just have a nice juicy hamburger? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Um, I don't do it often, but I do. And I like steak. I eat everything. I'm a flexitarian, so I eat a little bit of everything. And, a flexitarian? You know, but I also exercise a lot, especially when I'm able to. I try to exercise almost every day because there are times when I can't. So I sort of try to not necessarily look at it as over the course of a week. I look at it over the course of a month because I do travel quite a bit for work. And when I'm traveling while I'm walking and running around, I don't always have time to do the same formal gym workouts. I, I try to squeeze in as much exercise as I can. All right. Well, let's let's do a pairing together, shall we? Uh, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. I personally love summertime when it comes to eating. I love summer foods and I love, love, love barbecue season. Right. So of the summer food, that most people would be familiar with. What is your go-to or maybe a couple of go-to summer foods for Felicia Stoller? Uh, well, I, I live in New Jersey, which is the Garden State. So some of the things that we have here that you have out there, like I love tomatoes in the summertime and I love corn. I'm also a very big advocate in that I'm always supporting local agriculture. So I support a lot right. of local farmers. Um, I love watermelon in the summertime. I know people give it a bad rap because they say, oh, well, you know, it just doesn't have a lot of nutrients in it. Well, you know, I would argue otherwise. When I go to my farmer's market, whatever they got, I buy. What for- about the proteins? Proteins. I do a lot of fish. I definitely eat steak. I eat lamb. I really eat everything. Like, so summertime, there's nothing specific that I'm eating. I do a lot of cheese. Like, so I was talking about watermelon, for example. I know people will often pair baby mozzarella, like those little bokeh yeah, exactly. balls, yeah, yeah. with tomatoes. I would challenge you to pair that with a little watermelon ball. So I take the baller 
and I pair that with watermelon. Oh, it is man. unbelievable. So what wine am I going to drink with that? Well, that's a hard one, right? You know, just like we were talking about before, I would try to maybe the Sauvignon pair Blanc that or something. with the, so either Sauvignon Blanc or pair that up with that white port. I might try a Viognier. It's a very popular grape out here, especially getting more popular all the time. It's just got that crisp, juicy flavor to it. The other thing is, is that if you're, if you're drinking Sauvignon Blancs and you're talking about all these summer fruits, I would encourage people to try New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs because they're different because they've got these like tropical notes to them that I think pair really, really great with fruits and you can't go wrong. But right. unfortunately, we can't go on right. because we're done with the show for the day. <laughs> Felicia Stoller has been my guest and just want to guide people to, first of all, your book, Living Skinny and Fat Jeans. I'm imagining you can get that in all the usual places, right? Yes. FeliciaStoller.com is my website. I'm on every social media thing as myself, Felicia Stoller. And I just want to remind people they can um, learn more about um, diamine oxidase. They can either go to daodeficiency.org or they can go to umbrellaxdao.com. Well, what a pleasure to have you on A Veritable Fountain of Information. My pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm glad that we had a chance to spend some quality time with you. That is going to do it for Grape Encounters today. And let's rethink this allergy thing that you think you have. Maybe it's fixable. Right. All right. Very nice to have you, Felicia. Thanks very much for being with us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. And everybody, we'll be back here next week. Same time, same station, different topic. Well, this episode of Grape Encounters is in the bag. It's hard to imagine you haven't missed some episodes, so why not hunt them down at GrapeEncounters.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and other podcast sites. Grape Encounters studios are located in beautiful Atascadero, California. That's Central Coast wine country, baby. Come visit us. But be warned, you won't want to leave. That's okay. We have a spare bedroom. But it's 55 degrees and full of old bottles. Music